Hey there, Kaniacs. I am Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, and my own personal Twitter is, of course, at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the car parts you will ever need for whatever car it is that you drive. Um, so today, guys, um, there has been a lot transpire in the world um, as of late. Um, you guys all know about that stuff. And I do typically try to keep this show uh, kind of lighthearted and fun in a place where people can come and uh, relax um, but I do recognize that with this platform, I do have a voice, um, and that means I do feel I have a responsibility to you guys, um, and to whoever may happen to come across this show, um, however they do, and they are scrolling through episodes, and when it comes to something serious like, um, the racism issues that we're having in the United States right now, um, that I need to talk about it. Um, because at the end of the day, yes, this is primarily a Carolina Hurricanes podcast, um, but something um, that is discussed in this uh, episode later on um, is that hockey players that play are people too. Um, and they get affected by things the same as you and I. Um, and in today's episode, I uh, talked to JD, um, Jason Hernandez uh, from The Duck Show. You guys have heard him on this show before. And I spoke to Trey Matthews of the Locked On New Jersey Devils podcast. Um, both are men of minorities um, and men of color. Uh, JD is, of course, Hispanic and JD is African-American. Or excuse me, I totally had that backwards. I am sorry, guys. Uh, JD is Hispanic and Trey is African American. I am sorry there. Um, I'm starting to get a little tired. Um, but we sat down for a good two hours this evening after I got off work and discussed um, the state of things uh, in this uh, in the country right now and how that affects sports um we talked about the nhl and how they are handling things we talked about nba mlb um multiple other sports and players that have came out you know in hockey basketball um you know from all different sports and we spoke about that um and we did have you know more lighthearted conversation which will be in part two of this episode that'll come out tomorrow at some point um but today's episode it's it's a heavy one um because these difficult conversations need to be had um and they're called difficult conversations for a reason they're not easy conversations to have and they need to be heard um and people need to take it to heart and not just say stuff just to say stuff. Um, they need to 
do the things that they are saying. Um, but with that, um, I do have a few sponsors that I want to talk to you guys about before um, we get into this stuff. Um, now, I have spoken to you guys about some of these before. Um, and the first one being our title sponsor guys, Rock Auto. Um, I have spoken to you guys a lot about these guys in the past. Um, rockauto.com is a website that uh, has just about every car part you can possibly freaking imagine um, for whatever car that you would need. Um, whether it's a classic car, a more modern car, uh, whatever, um, they're going to have what you need to do whatever it is you want to do. Um, if you're trying to get something running again, they're going to have the parts you need uh, for that. If you're just trying to do an upgrade or whatever, they're going to have the parts you need for that. Um, so go on over to www.rockauto.com for an amazing, amazing, amazing selection at reliably low prices. Um, and for all the car parts you will ever need at www.rockauto.com. And whenever you go over to rockauto.com, make sure um, that in the how did you hear us uh, little comment box that you tell them that you heard about them from Locked On Hurricanes. Um, and after you do that, um, you know, pop open your phone and uh, fire up the DoorDash app if you haven't already. Um, I have talked to you guys many times about DoorDash because I love this app beyond belief. I have used it for so long um, because I love it. Uh, I love getting food delivered to me. And I know in this current COVID situation, um, that may um, be a little uh, iffy for some people. Um, but don't you worry. Uh, DoorDash has taken the... Um, necessary measures to ensure that you aren't going to have to worry about that they have their new contactless delivery um that you won't so you won't have to worry about potentially catching this virus that is going around and of course doordash is the app that brings the food that you're craving right now right to your door um and ordering of course is extremely easy just open the app um, and choose whatever it is you want to eat um, and your food will be left safely outside your door with that new contact delivery or contact list delivery option that I was telling you about. Um, DoorDash has over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. And you can support your local go-to restaurants. Um, or you can choose from your favorite national restaurants like a Chipotle or a Wendy's or Cheesecake Factory. Um, and many of those local op options are still open for delivery, believe it or not. And with that DoorDash app, you can select your favorite local restaurant and they'll be delivered right to your door. Um, and again, those deliveries are now contactless um, to help keep you and your community safe. Um, and right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKED ON NHL. That's all caps, no spaces. Um, that is $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store or Google Play Store, whatever it is you use, and enter that promo code LOCKED ON NHL 
for $5 off your first order with promo code LOCKEDONNHL. That is all caps, no space. And with that, I will let you guys enjoy this uh, conversation that I had with JD and Trey. Uh, quick little sidebar, guys. Um, I do want to uh, apologize for any audio issues that may be had in this episode. Uh, we're, all three of us were on different parts of the uh, country. Uh, I'm in North Carolina. Trey's in Michigan. JD's in California. So network uh, connections got a little uh, iffy at points. So I do apologize for any audio issues that you may hear. I'm sorry. Enjoy. All right, guys, um, I am joined by the hosts of the Locked On New Jersey Devil podcast and Locked On Anaheim Ducks podcast, Trey and JD. Say hello, guys. What's up? How's it going? Um, so as we've discussed privately um, today, uh, the world has gotten even more shitty, um, for lack of a better term, um, with everything going on. And I uh, contacted you guys, you know, because I wanted to bring you guys on as well as any other hosts that wanted to discuss um, just the current state of things in the country. Mm, excuse me. And how sports as a whole are handling it, uh, especially the NHL, um, which we'll discuss that in detail later. Um, but take it away, guys. Um, you guys give me. And my listeners, uh, your thoughts on what is going on and how people are handling it. I don't know how they're handling it, to be honest. As far as the NBA is concerned, I'm glad they were at the forefront of getting things rolling. Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks, it's their backyard, essentially. So they should be the first team out. Uh, There were questions yesterday from different media people saying, the only reason this happened so fast is because it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, it shouldn't just be about that. There's so much nastiness going on outside of sports that it needs to be mentioned. And I'm glad that the NBA took the initiative to be the first sport to say, you know what, we're not going to have games today. As far as the NHL is concerned, uh, might it be a day late of a dollar short? I'm still unsure about that. I'm glad the NHL is trying to do something, and I'm glad that some players are speaking out about it. So I guess I should be happy, question mark, kind of. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at at the moment, just for now. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Where I'm stuck at is kind of neutral because, you know, when this all transpired, when this all happened, I was stunned. I didn't expect any of this to, you know, occur. So we hear that the Milwaukee Bucks are, uh, I wouldn't say boycott. I, I, I'm not going to say boycott because they're not boycotting the NBA because the NBA has done well to them. Like, this is more of a strike. This is more of to bring awareness. So, you know, when we... um when we get the news that all this is occurring, but the very next day, like, which is today at the time of this recording, the NBA is going to resume. And now, you know, sports are going to resume very soon. 
my question is, is where do you go from here? Because like, okay, you just, you just did something performative. You brought, you brought, uh, you got people's attention. But my question is, is like, what do you plan to go from here? I agree. Um, I would definitely would hope that um, all these leagues have a plan in place for when they start to play again of how are you going to continue making this issue a forefront in the consciousness of the people watching. Um, Because obviously we spoke about the NBA uh, postponing all their stuff. Um, The MLB has postponed games as well. MLS, uh, Major League Soccer has, uh, WNBA has. I saw something about tennis as well. Um, And obviously today, a day late, um, but the NHL as well postponing the games uh, that were supposed to take place tonight on Thursday as well as uh, Friday's games as well getting uh, postponed. Um, I definitely hope that these leagues and not necessarily the leagues, but the players uh, have a plan in place of how they're going to continue this. Um, Because especially with the NBA, it was not the league's decision to uh, postpone these games. The players took that into their own hands, you know, with the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, being the first team to do so. Um, Yeah. I know there was a little bit of talk today about the NHL postponing their stuff of it being the league deciding to do it. Um, but I did see some stuff um, earlier, uh, shortly before we started playing, where it was the players' decision um, to postpone the games. Um, uh, Kadri from the Avs being one in particular that said it was the players' choice. Right. The thing is, we don't want to peer pressure people into doing something. That's one of the issues I had I agree. before, like, you know, kneel for hockey, like hockey players should kneel. I'm like, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you don't don't peer pressure them into doing it. Like I said, like, you know, I I prefer action more than being performative because you got some people who are just kneeling for the anthem. You got some people who are posting black screens to their um to their Instagram page, you know, Blackout Tuesday, that kind of thing that happened uh, earlier in the summer. And, you know, you you got people changing their Facebook profiles to like, you know, Black Lives Matter kind of thing and also, I saw the NHL doing We Skate for Black Lives, and I'm just like, okay, that's good, but that's all performative. At the end of the day, what good does it do? So I, I, I prefer action. Like uh, one, of, one of our guys, P.K. Subban, he donated $50,000 to, to George Floyd's daughter's uh, GoFundMe page, and he told the NHL, and the NHL matched that. See, that goes a much longer way than, you know, being performative and, and versus, you know, uh, like kneeling and things like that. I have no problem with it, but I just say, make sure you put in the work behind the scenes. That's why I've been tough saying on my show is like, you know, don't, you know, the performative is, you know, doing that is nice, but remember there, there are a few other things that will go a much longer way. I do agree there. I mean, that age old adage of actions speak louder than words. It's all well and good to have all these words, plastered everywhere putting whatever on your social media but if you're not actually actively doing something about it then it's just a hollow statement of what you're saying there's no meaning behind it that's how i kind of felt about some of the other actions that took place earlier in the playoffs um there was 
some praise. There was a lot of praise for Matt Dumba kneeling down and having that impassioned speech before an earlier playoff game, which I thought was a great speech. Yeah, I, thought, I remember that. Yeah, Matt Dumba. Did yeah, I remember watching that. Right, 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 right. He got a lot of hate on it. Like if you look at the YouTube video, I think there's uh, more dislikes uh, to likes ratio on it, which, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I guess people just want uh, players to just shut up and just play the game. But, you know, like I said, yeah. you can't take you can't take politics out of sports because at the end of the day, these are people. But go ahead, Jason. What were you saying? That's exactly what I was going to say. And thank you for saying that instead of me. Look, the NHL is a little bit political, like every sport, you know, when it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever. The outside world is going to come in sometimes. That's just how it happens. You can't just ignore the outside world and tune out to whatever is going on in our world, whether it is a natural disaster or whether it is something social. The outside world is the outside world. It has to come in as far as what the NHL has done. Yeah, it's shameful that there were so many more negative comments than there were positive comments but we have to have the positive comments speak louder than the hate, than all these negative people saying, keep politics out of our sports. We're never going to watch hockey again. Well, if that's the case, we don't, we don't want you. We don't want those kind of fans. Yeah. I was about to say, if that's the case, you can just fuck off. I'd rather have people that care about one, one another, that whole hockey is for everyone campaign that they do have it mean something that it means is for every single person that every single person is going to be welcome. Um, I have a quote here um, from Tyler Sagan of the Dallas stars that he put out, I believe earlier this afternoon. Um, I don't know if it's because we come from honestly, the hockey culture of kind of being quiet, kind of not speaking your mind all the time. I think guys have to become more comfortable and confident to do so, uh, to speak up. But as far as league-wide, league wide, I definitely think we need to do more. Um, and I do agree with that statement of guys need to really start using the platform. Um, obviously, some guys have, you know, him – you know, really starting to speak up, Evander Kane, Subban, uh, being guys actually uh, one of the Hurricanes alternate captains uh, earlier this afternoon. He um, posted, posted something on his Instagram story, um, Jacob Slavin. He posted something talking about the whole situation um, today. And uh, guys really just need to start using their platform and bringing awareness to this um, because – Kind of like the Bucks making the decision to sit out the game. Um, these players need to be using their platform. And what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm blanked. Um, fuck. And just action versus performative. I don't know if that was. Yes, action speaks louder than words. Right. You're right. Yes. Uh, Actually, do sit by and do nothing. Um, actually, do something. If you are a person who has people that listen to you, and you need to speak to them about these hard to discuss issues. 
Um, you may not want to, but it's something that you need to do. Unfortunately, go ahead. Go ahead, Trey. Uh, that's correct. And one of the issues I also saw, you know, which was trying to promote like uh, non-progressiveness in um, in hockey was uh, Donald Trump's son, Eric. I, I also mentioned this on my show. He tweeted out a video of, you know, the national anthem being played and the hockey player is standing. He said, thank you for standing, NHL, with um, three uh, American flag emojis. I remember that. Oh. Now you're promoting it. Now you're now it's out there. Oh, holy shit. You took the words again out of my mouth. Yeah, I was right. exactly going to say that, Trey. Really? Right when Don't I was seriously. Yep. Right when I said unfortunately, and thank you for saying that. As soon as Trump posted that, a lot of people from that side said, Oh, hockey's the best sport in the world. Yeah. Do we want those kind of fans in the NHL? No. No, because they're gonna be toxic. Exactly. And no one wants that. Yeah, I, I, love I don't um I mean speaking for myself personally, I don't want to go to a game and feel that I'm going to get yelled at because I'm not white. I don't I don't want that. Right. And another issue that I think hockey has yeah. is that, you know, it is diverse. It it, it is in terms of um you know, getting people from different countries, but it's not like baseball diverse. So like in baseball, you get a lot of like minority players. So you get people from, you know, these South American countries. So you get people from like Mexico, Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, you know, people like that. But in um, hockey, you get like European players. So like uh -huh. uh, you get people from like the Czech Republic, Sweden, uh, France. Uh, you, you obviously you get a lot of people from Canada, you know, depending on where you live. Uh, uh, since we're all American, you know, we, we consider Canada, uh, you know, being a different country because, you know, it is to us, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it depends on where you live, but, um, so you see that it is diverse in terms of like getting people from different countries, but in terms of race, that's where, you know, the, the line gets a little murky. Oh my God. You mentioned baseball. Yeah, that's, that's one sport that I'm very disappointed in, not the sport itself. And a lot of players are speaking out in baseball. Most concerned about and worried about in baseball is Rob Manfred. Um, earlier today, he tried to pull a social justice awareness stunt. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but he wanted to have players from the Mets symbol, and I'm quoting here, symbolically leave the field at 710 before returning an hour later to play at 810 even though the players don't want to play tonight. What kind of bullshit is that? No, 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 no. See, that's the issue I have. We cannot be performative. That's not what you need to do. So, like, yeah, going out and protesting, that's great. Kneeling, great. You know, posting uh, black screens to your Instagram page during the Blackout Tuesday, that's great and all. But at the same time, Stop trying to do something that might get you a social media buzz that might, you know, change your status symbol on social media saying, oh, he's a uh, progressive or no, 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 no. We need to put in the work behind the scenes. And what he did was just just what I hate about it is because, you know, you're trying to be performative, dude. You're not even trying to make a change. You're just trying to t jump on the bandwagon create some buzz and just be like the MLB is progressive and you know, that kind of thing. No, 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 no. That is just completely idiotic and just it's naive of them. 
Yeah, it's, it's a, a stunt. stunt. It's a, that's not what we want. We don't want a yeah, publicity stunt. A stunt. And I and I love what Brody yeah. Van Wagner you said. Actually, you know. Sorry, I'm going to quote here. Uh, Brody Van Wigan from the Mets, he quoted as saying, at the leadership level, he doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. And I agree. Rob Manfred trying to pull these BS stunts, he's been doing this all season long. And it's discouraging for the game of baseball. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw more players in MLB strike and not play because of this. I mean, the Mets don't want to play them, or some players from the Mets do not want to play. Just cancel that game. Yeah, they're not going to do that because Rob Manfred is looking out for Rob Manfred. He's only looking out for himself. That's it. You know, he wants to destroy minor league baseball. Okay, that's a thing, I guess, because minor league baseball, they're losing 40 to 50 teams. To him, success isn't about social change. To him, success is getting the season done and playing as many games as possible. He's not going to have the whole league shut down for a day or two, like the NHL, like the NBA, like the WNBA. Rob Manfred is just about himself. It's almost like he wants the league to fail or something. I don't know what to make of it. I'm disappointed. What do you say, Jared? Yeah. Um, Uh, with this here, um, I've been off watching baseball for a while now. You know, I used to watch the Red Sox a lot. Um, but with this, just it really makes me just tune out of baseball um, as a whole, uh, as well as the way the owners handled that strike. Um and just everything of the COVID situation, and now this, like I just, I just can't with baseball anymore. I, I seriously just can't. Especially the NBA. I enjoy like the minor league stuff, like the Dream Bulls, uh, the Wood Ducks. I mean, those are local, but the NBA as a whole, just I just can't take it anymore with them. I seriously can't. It just has me at a loss for words, honestly. That they would, that he would say something like that. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just can't with baseball anymore. At least the MLB. I think a lot of people can agree with you because you know I'm a college baseball player, and yet um, I can't even watch it anymore because it's just not enjoyable. Because with all these blackouts, uh, rules, regulations. Uh, just what he's trying to do is just, you know, uh, they need someone like Adam Silver in that in that uh, joint. So would would you really, go back really to watching? Uh, would you go back to watching regularly if it was a different commissioner? Probably. Honestly, same, same. Maybe. Um, maybe not at first. Um, I would want to see actual change. Um as a whole that he's trying to, or she, whoever it may be, um, is trying to change the image of the league for the better. Um, if they're doing that, then yeah, I'd get back on board. Right. (sighs) Yeah, it's, um, and something else that happened today, um, 
Um, I know you guys not living in North Carolina. That may not be as big of a name in for you guys. Um, they have a route at uh, Shasef talk today. Um, but Coach K's little uh, area he has in honor of him. Um, but they held a rally today, and the basketball team spoke. Um, Coach K, he spoke. Videos um, um, to the little group chat or whatever we have. You have all the hosts. Um, and that was encouraging to see um, that that not words and coach K did uh, say that, you know, what they're doing, I believe it was later on today is that what they were going to do is they were all going to go register and vote and learn, you know, how, you know, this election is going to work and they're going to vote for change um, and do their part to, make this country better i guess so, be the one there um so yeah that's a great leadership from mike shishesky that's how you say it shishesky uh people just say uh Coach yes, K. I, I was totally getting tongue-tied there yeah everyone does but that's great leadership you you love to see it like that because uh you know with with a sport like basketball or football or or you know even a sport like baseball where it's, where it's predominantly uh, played by a bunch of minorities and how, um, you know, you have uh, white people like in like the, mostly in the front office or as the coach or whatever the case might be, you know, that's uh that's good leadership because the one thing I just ask from people is you don't have to get it, but at least understand. That's all I ask. Understand that. Yes, I agree there. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this right now. Go ahead, Jared. Um, Staying with basketball, but Jalen Brown um, from the Celtics, uh, he said this, um, you know, as far as regards to um, the shooting up in Wisconsin, he said, stop telling us every cop isn't bad. Tell them every black male is not a threat. And that was, you know, it's one sentence, but it says a lot. That does say a lot because what he's saying is like, okay, you want us to see it one way? You got to see it from our way too. You got to understand the frustration because uh, sticking to the sport of basketball, we look at someone like uh, Doc Rivers, who uh, said in an interview that he, he had a, uh, his father was a cop. So, you know, he knows that there's good cops, but, you know, we need the good cops to speak out and just be like, not every uh, black person you see is a threat. Like, you know, we can't be racially profiled. We can't be uh, we can't have our lives risk. Like if I get pulled over, like, is this the end of my life? Is this the end of the road? And I don't even know it. So, you know, that's uh, that's one of the things that that's a very powerful quote, as you said, Jared, because uh, it really says a lot. It says that, listen, you have to see it two ways. Because we don't, we know, I know at least that there are good cops, but I need them to see, like, listen, not every black person you see is a threat. So I'm not a threat. My brother, my two brothers is not a threat. My sister's not a threat. My family's not a threat. You know, 
that's what that's what you have to see it. I feel like I'm caught between a rock and a hard place because um, I am a minority, also working in in a white sport and a predominantly white sport, and I I kind of can relate a little bit. I could. How so? Um, I guess the reason I could relate is because, you know, where I lived for a brief time, you know, I was just on an island by myself and kind of the same thing. Oh, so this person's going to shoot us up. That actually did happen uh, to me in high school where I got accused that I was going to, and I'm not even kidding on this, to shoot up the school because of the color of my skin. This unfortunately was a thing that happened. And, you know, it's still something that kind of creeps in the back of my mind a little bit that I kind of block out. But I don't I don't know. I, I guess I'm just kind of caught in the middle here. It, it's it's weird. Yeah, going up, up whenever you just said what you were told when you were a kid. Interview I did with Malcolm Hayes. Uh, he plays for the Kansas City Mavericks in the ECHL now. Um, yeah, interview a couple months back, and uh, it was right after that uh, Hockey Diversity Alliance um, was formed. And he said, We were talking about hockey culture and how it needs to change. And I had asked him, Had he experienced you know anything? Um, you know, anything being said to him. And he obviously said, yes, um, being a black person, you know, in hockey, you know, predominantly white sport. And he told me that the first time someone ever called him was when he was nine years old, uh, during a game nine. And I believe he's like 25 now, if I remember correctly. Yeah, when I when I played, I was and, called every name in the book, every, every possible name. Yeah, that just you could think of on on the ice, um, playing street hockey. Yeah, it never stopped, never. Someone once told me that it, I didn't belong just, in hockey. What was that, Trey? Someone once really? told me that I didn't belong in hockey. I've unfortunately gotten that too. Is... I've actually gotten the quote, you know, like speechless at multiple times. I've heard like, "Hey, Beaner, um, go back to the fields," you know, that stuff like that. Go back to picking strawberries. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw this is as we're recording, but. The NHL had a very powerful statement, and one of those players, if I can read a couple of the quotes here, this is just a few minutes ago from Ryan Reeves. Go ahead. So um, here's what he had to say. So Ryan Reeves spoke out with pretty much the rest of the Western bubble standing right behind him, and it was a very powerful moment. So I'm just going to read some of what he said. Quote, I couldn't be more proud of these guys. The statement we've made today is something that's going to last. These two days are not going to fix anything. 
but the conversations and the statement that has been made are very powerful, especially coming from the league. I think it's more it's a more powerful thing that it started with white players from other teams wanting to talk. I go to war with these guys and I hate their guts on the ice, but I couldn't be prouder of these guys. This statement we're making today is something that's going to last. And that's some of what Ryan Reeves said just a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, what do you guys think of that statement? You know, it, it, no, it goes to I show like you. It. Um, keep it short. Go ahead, Greg. You know, um, it really shows or demonstrates the sense of brotherhood in a sporting um, environment because, like, I know in a league like the NBA, they say outside we're all brothers, but, you know, we want you to succeed, just not against my team. But, you know, things are just bigger than sports, and this is just a great example of just showing, like, hey, we care about the issues we have to face. We care about what we all have to go through. And we're all in this together. And like I said, for anybody who says we need to keep politics out of sports, I, I don't know what else to say, but like, just screw you. Because they're literally like, you can't keep it out of, you can't keep it out of sports because these are real life people too. When they exit the rank, they're people like you and me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been yeah, politics people. in sports. Have for as long as I can remember, there's politics in sports. Um, it, I don't know if you guys remember this example. This may, might show my age a little bit, but one of the more powerful things that I remember growing up was the 1991 NBA All-Star Game. The reason that stands out is because the All-Star Game took place in Charlotte, I think. I think it was in your neck of the woods, Jared. And when they mm-hmm. played the national anthem, everybody was cheering because that was at the time taking place during the Gulf War. And I'll even bring other examples into this. Um, So that's an NBA example. For an MLB example, look no further than um, fans chanting when Osama bin Laden was killed. I remember that. Phillies and and Mets, I believe. That's the one. Yep. Where the news was starting to circulate slowly that Osama had been killed. And then you see the swell of emotion go through the crowd. And then you start hearing chants of USA, USA. And even the announcer said, I know there's a game going on, but we have to let you know what's going on in the world. Yeah. Politics, outside world, sports, they've always been intertwined, no matter what. Right. And yeah, uh, good or One thing I remember um, speaking about when uh, the whole Osama situation uh, happened, um, I remember uh, The Rock coming out on Monday Night Raw, and obviously like the say chance and whatnot, and he just said we. But yeah, I mean politics will always be a part of sports because, like you said, when something is going on, something really major, you know, it's going to get talked about. Mm-hmm. And people, it may not be necessarily comfortable with it, um, but it needs to be talked about. I couldn't Absolutely. say that better myself. 
because you know yeah. we, we just got to know we're people at the end of the day we we we, uh, we, we all experience the we all experience the same thing and you know or not let me rephrase that at the, at the end of the day what when an athlete takes off their helmet when an athlete exits the rank the field whatever the case might be we're all people we're all citizens like there, there's no hierarchy because you know take everything away you know we, we 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 all want the same thing we want unity we want fairness we want uh freedom you know we we all want the same thing but you know we i i just i just want to see better that's the thing i just i think we can do better absolutely we can i agree always do better um, yes that is my biggest thing with all of this of we can do better actions speak louder than words and these statements are all well and good but we need to do better you know like to show my nerdness here, as Master Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> Star Wars reference. My dad will like that. I literally have the, the force is strong with you. Little figure on my head, and it's a picture right above my computer. So, yes, I like Star Wars. You you are no longer a young Padawan. No, I have a baby Yoda over on my shelf as well. <laughs> I mean, I have a bunch of Star Wars stuff too, but I'm not going to get into that because we could be here for days. Um. Oh my god, stuff everywhere. Um, but did you guys have anything else that you? add to this um any things just nhl nba whatever i got nothing i'm glad the nba is doing something i'm glad the nhl is finally doing something mlb do yeah. better <laughs> i can't wait to see the yes. fallout from that I say derisively. Um, yeah, I agree. I definitely want to see the MLB do better. I'm glad the NHL has stepped up and done something. Um, even though their season hasn't even started, uh, there have been NFL teams that have sat out their practices. Um, they obviously don't have games to play, but you know that's what they can do. Um, and I respect them for it. Uh, the Detroit Lions being, uh, I believe, the first one to do so. And then they held a, like, a little press conference meeting thing with the media. Uh, but yeah, I agree. And it was nice to see the Bruins get their asses. <laughs> seven oh, goals. Seven goals, seven What's goals. With all these seven seven goals. To- all right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that first part of the sit-down conversation I had with JD and Trey of the Locked On Anaheim Ducks and Locked On New Jersey podcast or New Jersey Devils podcast. Um, I would like to thank them for coming on again. And um, before I let you go, um, there is uh, one other sponsor that I do want to thank um, for today. Um, and that is uh, Roman. I've spoken to you guys a few times about them. 
But, you know, I want to talk to you guys some more about Roman because talking erectile Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Um, usually men will just brush it off or blame themselves saying that they just lost their mojo or they avoid it altogether with excuses like, oh, I had a long day at work or sorry, babe, you know, I'm just not feeling it. Um, variety of excuses that guys may come up with to get out of that situation. Um, but with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with real healthcare professionals, just not some rando in some random basement or whatever, a real medical healthcare professional who can prescribe you real medication. And it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. Um, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation um, for an ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan for you. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free or will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Um, the process is straightforward and simple and discreet. Getting started is extremely simple. Just go to getroman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Uh, erectile dysfunction um, used to be tough to tackle, guys, but now there's Roman. Uh, complete that online visit today uh, with a healthcare professional and take care of it right now. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash locked on nhl getroman.com slash locked on nhl and with that guys um tomorrow will be part two of my conversation with jd and uh trey that one is more lighthearted and not as heavy as this was um and that we talked about playoff uh, games that have happened. We talked about food. We talked about some of our favorite drinks. Um, and that was just a more lighthearted uh, conversation that we had. And I had a lot of fun with it. Um, but I felt this was something that needed to be discussed um, today um, with everything going on. And I do thank you guys for listening to this. Um, I. Really appreciate all of you fans um, that continue to listen throughout this. And I know this is a little bit different than some of the content that you're used to. Um, I haven't shied away from talking about uh, major issues like this, um, you know, when I feel it's necessary and I felt this was necessary. Um, and something that we said, you know, in this episode was actions speak louder than words. Um, and one thing I ask of all of you, um, listening, no matter where you are, whether you're in the United States, uh, in Canada, over in Europe, Australia, whatever, I know there's people that listen around the world, um, cause I've seen the charts where I see where it gets downloaded in different countries. I ask that you do what you can in your home to help end racism, um, Please, uh, this has no place in the world. It never should have had a place to begin with, but it definitely doesn't now. 
And that does it for this episode of Locked On Hurricanes. Um, now go tell your smart devices or whatever to go listen to the latest edition of Locked On NHL, um, the network's national NHL show. Um, they're going to have a lot to discuss over there over the coming days. Um, so go enjoy that, guys. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.